This is the Black TV Show Podcast, hosted by Miriam Temeskin. Hello, everyone. We're back on Black TV Show's pod. I'm your host, Miriam, uh, and we're back with Shawnee. How are you doing? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Busy on prep. We're about to shoot in a week. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's just craziness. <sighs> yeah, make sure you're getting your rest in. Self-care is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're back talking about the Cosby show and we're starting a brand new season, season four, episode one, Call of the Wild. Um, and this Yay. episode aired September 24th, 1987. Literally, that is 34 years to this month. <laughs> Ooh, 34 years. I wasn't even a thought. <laughs> yeah. September 24th, 1987. Congratulations. Yeah. For the um, iconicness of the show. Yes. Um, and since we are starting a new season, we're going to be playing. Um, I should have had this ready, but we're going to be playing the theme song. Tell me your thoughts about the theme song before I start playing it. I like the composition of it all. Um, and I like the different ways that they remix the theme song for every season. The intro, like the, the video uh, or visual aspect of it all, is really cute. I love these outfits that they have on and they're all dramatic and they get to be in their element. Um, I, the cutest part about uh, this is Keisha, because Keisha is growing up. Literally, we are watching her grow as a child, and we're watching her character grow. But to see the the little still shot where she stands there and she rocks back and forth, and she's really shy, that's really authentic. Because um, it makes me feel like she had a plan to come out and be all dancey dancey um but then she got out there and was like oh this is for real oh wait no i wasn't trying to do this and then they're like well you got to do something and she's like okay but well, i'm gonna stay here and be cute <laughs> yes okay so i'm gonna play the theme song and then we'll talk more after it's I love hearing it. 
because also my favorite part is the scatting. Like mm -hmm. if you could appreciate how there are no instruments being played at all throughout this song. Mm -hmm. Somebody is being the bass, somebody is being the background, everybody is keeping time and they're having fun with it. You can hear it. Mm -hmm. um, the threads of it all is just, oh my goodness. Like I, I, I wish that like that would be more receptive or people would be more receptive to that kind, that style of music today. Because mm -hmm. that, that music easily gets thrown out to be like quote unquote old people music or old music period. And it's like, no, this is the music that you cherish because this is the grandfathers to all this stuff that we listen to today. Like you have to pay your homage to it. Yeah, so this opening credits featured a cast wearing some formal 1930s style clothing with Cosby wearing a top hat and tails, uh, that's what it says. Um, and in most other, uh, the previous seasons, it's been whatever they're wearing. It was like casual. So they're, this is the first time that they're yeah. dressing up. And Tempest is wearing a, a United States Navy uniform, similar to what performers would wear when performing to the troops in the United, uh, United Service Organization. And Malcolm uh, is wearing a business suit and is seen looking at his watch and then starts tapping his feet. And then we see um, Jeffrey, who is now officially part of the credit. A part of the family. Yeah, uh -huh. he, he, um, this is the first time he's actually in the main credits. Usually he's like, you know, at the end as a guest. Right, he's um, a feature. Yeah. And so he's introduced to the regular cast by Cosby, leading him into uh, Sabrina's credit scene, symbolizing uh, Cliff giving away his daughter to Sandra. That's what that is, that part where he brings him. Yeah, on, give is, him, that's yeah. what it means. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, Cosby's holding a photo of Lisa because she is not in this season, season at all. She's she, Was she pregnant? No, okay, it was season, season one. Good, different world. Duh, season a different one. world aired in '87. Yeah, um, September. I want to say September 24th is the it, day that the first episode of A Different World aired. I believe it's the same. It was season one, episode one. Um, I don't know how to say this. Reckon by uh, blah, blah. See, I have trouble saying certain words. Um, how you spell I, it? It's it's uh, RC or RE. What am I saying? But it's it's season one, episode one. It, it's not the pilot because the pilot apparently is season two, episode two. Um, but let me just check if it's the same day. But I believe it would be. Um, but yeah, because yeah, she's officially not on the season. Um, so that's why we only see a photo of her and no credit of her. Uh, so that's the whole reason of it. Okay, because I wasn't sure if around that time she was pregnant or on her sabbatical. No. Or, well, dang, when did she have that? Well, Zoe probably was, came around. It was, a year, it was a year after. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the first episode of A Different World aired the same day as this episode. That's what right, I thought. Right after. <laughs> Yay. And probably on the same night, because I know A Different yeah. World came on on Thursdays. Uh, yeah, so she has de she departed uh, for the spinoff series, A Different World. So that is why there's only a photo of her and no credit of her. Makes so, sense. 
so it makes sense that she's at least, at least still part of the family. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, uh, for Blackish, they they don't even uh, acknowledge Yara. Like, like now that she's on No, it's almost um, like she's just gone. Yeah, they don't acknowledge that they had a or sister or a daughter, you know. Yeah, she's just in conversation, you yeah. know, which that's, I could talk about that, but that's going to be another situation. I don't like how they're doing that. Um, yeah, and I don't know if I, I'll be honest. Um, I prefer a different world over Grownish. Uh, like I've been watching Grownish. I, I've been I've been watching every episode, um, but it. I think good. both a different world and Grownish. The purposes are being served. Yeah. Um, a different world was created to highlight um black students going to college mm-hmm. it was supposed to it, it was and HBCUs um, too exactly it was supposed to give show it was supposed to give light on that with grownish they just wanted to grow somebody up from blackish because how long was was, was you know Zoe going to be in high school how long was Zoe going to continue being an underdeveloped character yeah um and it was smart, but I don't like how they tried to make it, how they tried to compare it to a different world. Because, I mean, I guess in some aspects, she's like Denise. And I guess what I like about Burnish is it speaks to the reality of the college student. Yeah. Um, a lot of the situations that Zoe has gotten herself into, um, other college students have gotten themselves into. Not necessarily the same route that Zoe took, but they still end up at the same destination. But I still don't like the comparison that they make between that and a different world because um, even still, there's some some decisions that Denise knew not to make. Mm -hmm. Um, Zoe just risked it all every time. Um, I guess there is a small comparison because the both of them uh, make decisions that and don't always go about them smartly. Mm-hmm. or intelligently rather um or that they're, they're your the decisions are not thought through yeah. but the difference between the two is Denise, Denise had a group of friends who were sensible and they thought things through you know um Zoe had friends who enabled her yeah so sometimes also, it'll be all like girl no you can't be doing that but like Jaleesa was all like Denise if you do this then this is going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. Is that what you want to happen? And, you know, she would be, you know, the wiser, but Zoe not so much. Yeah, and also the, what bothers me about Gronish is, um, like, I went to university, so I, I know the life of it. And it, maybe what I'm thinking is so tiny, but it's the way that it's, they dress up. It's the way of their hair. It's the way of the makeup. Like, uh, Zoe, I, I, I'm saying Yara because it just... Yeah. It, mm-hmm. the, like, this recent season I'm watching right now that's currently on, I she is full-on, has, like, a whole weave or some extensions and, like, beautiful makeup on. And, like, you're in college? When do you have time for this <laughs> to look this good? You know, I learned very, very quickly... Class. I learned in the first week of the semester that that was bull. I learned that because, like, I had people, I had classmates who would come to class full face makeup, heels, 
dressed dressed to the best. And I'm like, mm, not I. First of all, I live here. <laughs> yeah. Why why am I dressing up? Yeah. I'm not going anywhere after class. I'm just going to my next class. Or I might be getting something to eat. And I'm a freshman. I can't have a car. So where am I going? Yeah. And it's just like like I think I saw a scene where she was going to like an advisor and she like the the outfit she was wearing. I'm like, this is not normal. And in a different world, they were wearing actual normal clothes, like run down. Give me well, a shirt down, and like, some jeans. Like, I'm like, I'm gone. Like a sweater, sweatpants. That's what they were wearing like, in a different world, which is what? so that's a reality. <laughs> oh, man, this generation is different. Have you seen how like these college moving days have looked like? No. These kids have transformed these dorms, dorm rooms into mansion quarters. Oh, wow. I've never seen such elegance on a basic bed in my life. I love the creativity. And I love the transformation. But it's like, wow. You, you realize that you're going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, this is cute now, but come on now. Um, and so anyways, we are back to where Denise is gone. We're back to mm-hmm. just the family where uh, Claire. And, so this episode is Claire and uh, Cliff uh, are excited about Sandra and Elvin's plans for grad school. But when they return from their honeymoon, the newlyweds announced the plans, uh, their plans. And uh, Elvin and Sandra plan to open a wilderness store. First of all, I'm surprised that we didn't even have a wedding episode. <laughs> Like they skipped that over. was going to literally be my next thing because when you mentioned in the credits about how it was symbolic of um of Cliff bringing in Jeffrey to uh show that he's giving Sandra away I was literally thinking like we never got a wedding episode yeah we didn't get a wedding episode out of none of them uh, yeah, like even uh, Denise will end up. Denise married. up and went to Africa, and then they had some little home wedding. But like the wedding that mm-hmm. they spoke of, yeah. that Sandra had, we didn't even get to witness it. And then Vanessa go off to school at seventeen and come back with some almost thirty year old man. Although, although she didn't oh. get married, that's the only. Difference. And never and didn't even get married. See, Mm-mm. um. Yeah, so I, I I always wonder why they never did that. They should have. That could have been a season. Fin- no, actually, season finale was Hillman, but they could have done it as a season premiere. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? something you know. I feel cheated. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so it's very weird. So anyways, we start off with seeing the banner that says "Good luck, Med slash Law School," um, mm-hmm. and it's for Sandra and Elvin. Um, and uh, Claire is saying that they're gonna love it. And she actually got a gift for Sandra, which was a briefcase. And Cliff got a stethoscope. Yes, that's the part where they listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yes. what it is. I just have a trouble saying the word. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, they just put words. They put letters together and then just say here. Yeah, um, and it's like the state of the art for Elvin. Like he, he, he really put effort into the gift for Elvin. Um, he did. He said, you put it up there and your patient don't got to leave home. <laughs> yes. And so um, the, Cliff and Claire are happy that they're, you know, falling into their footsteps. And imagine, mm-hmm. what if all their kids followed in the footsteps and had 
went to to med and law and had five children and he could open a whole clinic and not be sued <laughs> i was like what i heard i said sir how do you think you are for, to be waiting on these generations to marry these people and then how sure are you that these people want to actually move forward with this life plan mm-hmm. because clearly well he didn't know this yet but <laughs> your daughter had plans to go to med school and she's about to run the wilderness shop sir clearly life plans itself for us yeah and um yeah so uh that ended that conversation and Sandra and Elvin come home from their honeymoon uh they they were married eight days ago apparently <laughs> of course we wouldn't yeah. know because we never saw the the wedding um and mm-hmm. Elvin says that his honeymoon was amazing it was amazing and Cliff was like don't talk about it in front of the children I'm like dude you in front of her parents <laughs> I, I mean I get it now but come on now yeah and um Cliff gives his gift to Elvin and Elvin opens it, but he's not like quite happy about it because he's not going to med school. He is planning to open his own wilderness shop because he met some couple at their honeymoon that literally is doing that. And now they want to end up doing it, which is very weird. Like, how do you just change things? Like, you know what I mean? Like you worked so hard to get into med You have to take the MCAT. Um, you have an interview. Um, what else I'm trying to think because I have friends that are that have that are in med school right now but like it's it, there's so many things and to just randomly it's intense yeah you you uh because once you get in I think uh you have you got to do your residency and you gotta um and even as a resident you're still a student yeah and you got to intern and it's so much stuff that you have to do and you went through school to do all of that to come out and say you want to do what yeah you know I get it you know life plans change and all but like some some certain things you you just just got to see it through my boy you got to think it through after just a honeymoon like that's how you change your mind then after the honeymoon after meeting random people you just up in the back how about running a wilderness store how much knowledge do you have on the wilderness like because now elvin i get it because elvin the character is caribbean mm-hmm. yes we know that by, for sure. by blood so all right you might have you might have knowledge of of the wilderness but like mm-hmm. how how much yeah and then you didn't get a business degree sir you yeah. come on now you ain't got no you don't have no, you don't have a plan what yeah. you gonna do and <clears throat> and elvin's one of elvin's reason of not wanting to go into med school is because he doesn't want to charge sick people money <laughs> well like, you're not charging them uh the hospital like all of that is factored in yeah and like and like player was like well you could do charitable be part of charitable organizations where you don't charge sick people money um absolutely and, just like what they do yeah and and what we see in later episode <laughs> yeah and he's like well i also don't want to spend the next eight years uh going through training in medical school well why did you apply to begin with <laughs> if that was duh 
Why didn't you major in something? Why why didn't you think about that when you made the decision? Yeah. Make it make sense. And I love how Theo says like, well, you know, you should go because once you're out, it's fat city. <laughs> and Sandra was like, well, he's not interested in the money. Like, that's not why you would go. And when she, when she said that, I'm like, what do you mean? He's not interested in the money. Girl, that's the first and foremost. It, it's, well, okay. It's like, what do I like? Oh, I like this. How can I make money from it? Yeah, it, it's a goal. It's a focus. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, and so like Cliff is not happy about this whole Will's and Earths thing. He thinks it stinks. Um, and you can see that his rage is about to come out. And so Claire was like, Let, "Let's go talk about this in the kitchen." Mm-hmm. And so they go to the kitchen, and um, Cliff was like, "When I gave." my daughter away at this wedding to this man i thought he was going to be a doctor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i love how like he thought he was going to be one career person and that's why he gave away his daughter that doesn't make any sense (laughs) well you know it gave him a sense of security to know that she was you know marrying well and um and that she could because she too had a plan to be a lawyer one they would have been a reflection of cliff and claire yeah exactly because cliff's the doctor claire's the lawyer and then you know all they've ever raised their kids the standard that they raised their kids to have was to you know love like marry who you love but also y'all gotta grow with each other y'all gotta Y'all got to do this live stuff with each other, you know. Um, but also in, in the mean, in the process of doing life, make sure that you got money to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and to go from the different uh, paths of like guaranteed cash flow to maybe a little stream of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Claire is like, um, you know, l- let him reapply, like, like, give him a year, let him reapply. And then if he changes his mind, he can always go back into med, right? Um, and Cliff is just like, I don't, I'm not having this. Like, I literally got him a stethoscope that is like has a carving that says like to my son or something like that. And he's just like, yeah, straight from my heart to my son Elvin, straight from my heart. Um, and so Theo at the same time is trying to overhear this because he's like the drama. I want the tea. I want to know what is going on. Um, mm-hmm. and he's literally we we should get get upstairs when the getting is going or whatever something like that. Um, and when he's standing by the door, all of a sudden Cliff tries to open it and hits Theo, and he's like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> He should have been watching himself. Mm-hmm. Should have been. Um, and so we're back to everyone in the living room. And, um, you know, Claire was like, it's fine that, you know, he's going to uh, do the wilderness store, but he needs a job until he opens it. And so he's actually working at a, a pharmaceutical factory as Inspector 36. I don't know 
know if that's a thing nowadays. <laughs> uh, I think, um, I think the concept is still there, but like how they do it might be different. Um, and, and companies are bigger now; they've expanded. Mm-hmm. So, um, in today's economy, I don't think Elvin would have run into that problem. Yeah. Um, but. Back then, it, it really sounded like he was working for a company that was like a small company mm-hmm. and was on the up and up, but uh, might have been kind of just been stagnant for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it sounds like what? Sounds like he was on like an assembly line or something. Yeah, it sounded like that. Yeah. Like the check. Which the why, cap, why like- wouldn't you need him? Because the assembly line needs as many people as it can get for it to run smoothly yeah like he's like to check the bottle caps if they're something like that um i didn't get the, the exact wording but yeah it's anyways he he has a job till then and so then mm-hmm. um claire was like okay well at least he has a job and while sandra goes to law school they're gonna be okay and all of a sudden um Sandra mentions she is not going to law school and I we can't make this we can't do the justice so I'm gonna let the scene do it justice (laughs) um, because it is hilarious so listen up he's got a title honey he's inspector number 36 (laughs) well now that sounds like a great job to me it is it really is and I'm sure that they'll have all the money they need while Sandra goes to law school honey this is gonna work out mom yes I'm not going to law school. What? I decided not to go to law school. What do you mean you decided not to go to law school? Well, this is our dream. And so I'm going to get a temporary job until the wilderness store opens and then I'll be working side by side with my husband. Sandra, what are you saying? You have always wanted to go to law school. You've never talked about anything else. I changed my mind. Change it back. (laughs) After all the money we spent sending you to Princeton? Sandra, you owe us $79,648.22. And I want my money now. I'm not going anywhere till I get my money. She's got empty her pockets. I want to know now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not having this. No. Well, really, both of us, we have to be calm. You calm down. If Elvin thinks that he is going to come in here and drag my baby off into some harebrained business scheme and ruin what is potentially the greatest legal mind of this century, he's going to have me to deal with, and then he can come to you for treatment. Yeah. So. <laughs> pure feelings were felt uh th- this is probably one of my favorite moments of this episode because one um you can just put yourself in those shoes and for me even when I'm just watching it I just I just feel like I'm there you know um and so she had already had these high hopes, you know, and now it's like, okay, one of them is falling off and, you know, where one falls up, the other one picks up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it's like, Sandra is falling. 
when when she said, I'm not going back to school. And then she, excuse you, what do you mean? Because now your mind shifts. It's like you have so many thoughts at, at once. It's like, okay, she's going to support her husband. Wait, now how can she support her husband? And then it's the stuff that she goes into. You've never talked about doing anything else outside of law school. Um, you know, what are you saying? You know, you're gonna, how are you going to support yourself? And that you are one of the greatest legal minds in this country. Like, we need you. You know, so it it is, uh, it's a lot to take in. Uh, I can imagine as a parent. Um, but I think also that kind of stems from like when you have expectations of your children. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have expectations of your children, but you shouldn't hold them to the standard of living up to what you want them to do. You know, like uh, provide them the room and the space to be able to change their minds and to be able to to make their own decisions and and do what they feel is best for them, whether you agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. I can imagine how hard that would be and could be depending on what it is, but you know, a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, uh, I just, that clip will go down in history as like, it, it's, it's so iconic. Like, yes. And, and it also kind of gives the same energy of the moment when Elvin came around and was all like, uh, he made a big deal about Claire giving Cliff coffee. Yeah. And she was like, and if you don't go with these tattoos and 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 change stuff, you be talking about you ain't gonna have nobody bringing you anything anywhere anytime ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, read him for pure fill. Yeah. In that standing moment. So yeah, I, yeah, that I like that correlation. And also, like you can tell that you know she, this is her baby. This is like how she says, "I took this baby. Was, I, I was screaming to get this baby out of me." Like it's, mm -hmm. it's her, like, and now she's doing something that I don't want. Like, which at sometimes, like, parents should not have expectations on their children to do certain things. But I understand exactly. that, that attachment, though. I do understand. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so Cliff was like, he uses the same logic that Claire just said to him a couple minutes ago, be like, let her do her thing for a year. If she doesn't like it, she could always reapply and Claire was like that is yep. the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> I was like but you thought who said it like a couple minutes ago like giving me like <laughs> you know because also for you to be able to get it into law school you got to take the LSAT yes um I think what do you have to don't you have to like write a paper or write a, a book oh I don't know or something I, I just know that there's a bar afterwards after you do the law like after law school oh yeah you gotta study the bar because you know but, but that's law, laws are different yeah oh yeah but the LSAT, right because right. that's what you do before you get sworn in and stuff like that yeah yeah so um yeah so she, I, I just loved how she said that was the dumbest idea even though she was one who came up with the idea a couple minutes mm -hmm. ago you know um and so we basically end the episode or the not the episode the the first act and we go into the second act and it's the next day and Cliff is waking up from a nap 
and he has a nightmare of what actually happened, even though he thought it was just a nightmare. Um, and yeah, Claire he was, was like, no, you don't. And Claire was like, no, that all actually happened. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a somebody pinch me moment. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever had a dream that actually happened. Like, like I dreamed about it afterwards after it happened. I've, I don't think I've had that happen. Have you? I don't either. I don't think so. Um, I think I might have. I think I've dreamt of something taking place and like, like let's say if I was at a party with friends, those same friends would probably be in my dream. Mm -hmm. You know, we're probably doing something different. But I don't think I've like relived a moment in my dreams. But I think they say that like dreams are like the thoughts that you have while you're sleeping, mm -hmm. which is why you can't control it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. He must have. He must have uh, took that nap with the mindset of like how upset he was. Probably was re replaying it in his mind, and it just kept going. Yeah. You know, and especially when he woke up screaming. He's like, all right, I got to do something about this. And that's where that scream ensued. Poor thing. Uh, well, Elvin and Sandra come home and says that they got a lease on an apartment already so quickly. And they get to move in tomorrow, which is, I don't know if that's, is that ever a thing? <laughs> I think in the 80s, uh, stuff like that was probably possible. Um, but something also tells me that, like, they had to have been sitting on the... No, you've only been married for eight days. I imagine that your honeymoon was for seven of those days. So I don't know. You know, maybe that's part of that stuff that we weren't supposed to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. in the show you know how they just throw random stuff together yeah and we're, we're not supposed to like completely make logic of it but see that's where you mess up because there are people who are like me who make logic of things mm -hmm. and try to piece two and two together and then i get six out of it and then we got an issue yeah um but i don't know maybe i it, it could be based on the landlord because clearly we see from that landlord that you know as long as you have the money you have somewhere to go mm -hmm. um because that apartment was a no <laughs> it, yeah it definitely is they they got really cheap place and not a really good one and they paid too much for it because it was 1500 oh i didn't even pay attention it was 1500 1500 you can get some a place like that now still <laughs> I wish I would pay $1,500 and that apartment looked the way that it looked. We never even had an idea of where their bedroom was. Yeah, I know. It is a show. I think it's probably after, like where the audience would have been. Probably that's what they... No, but probably... In, no, in like another episode, doesn't the, the, the siblings come and they sleep in the couch area? I don't know if that's... Oh, yeah, they do. So like maybe it's that little... So it's that little door that's back there. But like when she gets pregnant, they call themselves going to live in the apartment with like the little Chinese yeah. shade. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not a baby's room. Yeah. You know, that's not a baby's room. I was upset. Mm -hmm. And so 
uh, Alvin and Sandra, they leave. And, um, oh, oh yeah, and also, before they leave, sorry, uh, they invite Cliff and Claire for dinner. And Cliff was like, "Are you? will you be able to afford the food? <laughs> because at the $1,500, I mean, food needs to be able to shop for itself, mm-hmm. bring itself home, put itself away, cook itself. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then for the job that she was working, for them to be able to move in, girl. Mm-mm. And so they leave to get ready to start packing. And Claire was like, I'm actually impressed by them. Um, like, you know, they've already gotten a permit. Um, you know, of course, you know, there's certain things they don't approve. But let's think about our parents. They probably didn't approve some of the things we've done. And um, and she starts, mm-hmm. she starts joking and be like, yeah, I think they, my parents wanted me to marry a good looking man with lots of money and a smaller nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he looked like, oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go to Sandra and Elvin's apartment, which, as we talked about, it's it's not good. <laughs> no, um, not at all. And Cliff and Claire, they arrive, and uh, they go sit on the couch, but it, literally their butts is on the ground. <laughs> literally. Not... It, it is. And they said, like, they found the, the couch in, in the alley or in the dumpster on the street or something like that. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, we lucked up on it. Like, no, sweetie, it's the reason why I was out there. Yeah, I'd rather buy a new couch. <laughs> just please, sweet, please, just buy one. Yeah, I get it. You got to cut your costs and all of that. But some some decisions you, you just got to make just because. Like, because in, in some situations, literally, you will get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the one thing I, I think I skipped over was that apparently this apartment is next to a bridge. I don't know this bridge. I, I don't, I've been um, here, but I don't, I don't recall seeing this bridge, but um, Alvin shows the it. The Brooklyn Bridge? No, no, no. It's like Ro- Roosevelt, something. I don't know. I've never heard of this bridge. Um, mm. It was like some, some name that I've never heard of, but um, Alvin shows Cliff the, the bridge, but like he could barely see it. Um, and like he had to stick his head out of this blinking like light, you know? What I'm yeah, talking? the the sign. I think what was that? I think they're above a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So um, they had the blinking sign of the restaurant, um, and they were by like one of the letters. Yeah, and one of the lights. Uh, if it's not the Brooklyn Bridge, um, it, it's definitely not because I would have known that. <laughs> I've been there. I think what whatever I, so I think there's a bridge over by uh where they can take the ferry. Maybe okay. it's and this is in Brooklyn because they, they said that they, they moved in. Well, in I know it's in New York. I'm not sure if it's like in I don't think it's it might not be Brooklyn, it might be in NYC. I don't know. Oh, okay. But anyways, uh Cliff could barely see this bridge. It's not like he can see much of it. And then we right. also find out that they live right next to a fire station. And like Claire was like, "How do you guys sleep? Like, like, well, she's like, it's not a fire every night, <laughs> girl. It, it it sucks for people that do live by a fire a fire station because they could go at any time of the night, you know, and it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, and um, so we're like they're making spaghetti, and Sandra forgot the basil, 
So Claire was like, let's just go to the store and get it. And so they were like, sure, let's do it. And then all of a sudden we found out there's an apron uh, because uh, Sandra needs to start working right away because Elvin lost his job. Uh, mm-hmm. Which they later, which they literally find out immediately after she says that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they need the money right away. So she got a job at a restaurant or uh, I think so. It's a restaurant, I think. Like yeah, tables. she's at a, like, a, like a little diner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Elvin is also trying to apply as the best boy there. And uh, so Claire was like, okay, let's, let's leave. Like, <laughs> I, I can't deal with more of this negativity, basically. And so then Claire closes the door, which then Sandra and Elvin's uh, degrees fall. And Cliff calls that symbolic. <laughs> I said it before he did. When those doors closed and those degrees fell, I was like, that's symbolism. <laughs> and then when he said it I was like ah I'm a genius <laughs> and I also want to point out too, so like that apron that, that Sandra wore uh, I can't say this for sure but it does look similar to one that Whitley wore in an episode of A Different World um, this is it was the first Christmas that the Christmas episode I was going to say yeah. uh-huh, that, that she and Dwayne shared as a married couple and I looked and was like oh looking mighty similar there and that's at least like what three or four years yeah later yes oh no I think it's like five years later (laughs) very long right because they got married what roughly 93 yeah like the the last or no 92 they got married in 92 yeah the last season was when she was that Christmas episode happened so yeah, so like five years later. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Um, and so Cliff c- tries to sit down to have a conversation, and all of a sudden the chair that he's on like falls off. <laughs> all mm-hmm. the furniture is just used furniture, clearly. Just like baby, why didn't y'all go somewhere to get some new furniture? Like it was somewhere y'all could went to get some used furniture. Mm-hmm. In better condition than what you had. Yeah. And uh, Cliff asked, like, how long is Elvin going to put Sandra living like this? And Elvin was like, I have a five-year plan. And, like, Cliff was like, like... You ain't got a job. Yeah. (laughs) How are you going to have a five-year plan to open this wilderness, like, and getting it up on its feet? Like, five years living in this condition? That is not good. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden, Elvin starts talking about... um, I don't know what the name of the guy is, but the Hershey, the chocolate guy, uh, the whole Milton story. Hershey. Is that is that an actual true story? <laughs> I don't. I was I was actually a few. I'm years gonna. Ago. I'm gonna say that like they might not be too far off, but I don't think they're completely accurate. Uh, a few years ago, I was supposed to go to uh, Hershey Park, which is in. Um, Uh, Pennsylvania and then unfortunately I didn't have enough time so I would have known the history but um (laughs) but uh yeah I don't know if that's actually true yeah let's look it up shall we Mm -hmm. let's see the story of Milton and did he bankrupt six times that's the question right because what all right Man behind good business and good chocolates. Now I kind of want chocolate. Now. <laughs> I know, right? 
Oh, and I could, do I have some, some ice cream or something? Because, wait El- a minute. Elvin got us oh. talking about chocolate. What is this? <laughs> right? Let's see. Um, dedication with, uh, to chocolate is confirmed. It says that he had like two more businesses before the Hershey company. Oh. Says Milton Hershey made his mark as a successful confectioner, philanthropist, and innovator. But Milton was by no means an overnight success story, nor did his achievements come without their hardships. In fact, his first two candy companies were met with failure. It wasn't until his third business that Milton's hard work and talent paid off. From then on, Milton prospered as a successful businessman and generous humanitarian that improved the lives of thousands. Wow. So is Elvin trying to be like that? I guess. <laughs> um, I guess so. But we don't know exactly if he got bankrupt six times. That's the only thing we don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say that he went bankrupt at all. Yes. I get the feeling that maybe it just didn't work out or maybe he had to. Now, I do think that his wife had something to do with the recipe of the chocolate. Hmm. Or like, and I think she was involved in various ways. Hmm. Because in the commercial, they they drop like pieces of history. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so I guess that's what Alvin's planning to do. for maybe Sandra. um and cliff says you know this is my daughter and elvin was like well yeah but now she's my wife um and cliff was like trying to prove the point like but she's been my daughter longer than she's been your wife basically and i need to give you some money like to help you and elvin's like i'm not taking your money like we're doing this on our own um i if I, if someone offered me money i would take it <laughs> i'm taking it okay these are her parents her parents okay and he sees the situation for what it is he ain't belittling y'all he he wants to see y'all do better mm-hmm. he didn't even drive the whole like he left the degree thing where it was mm-hmm. all he said was pretty symbolic don't you think yeah he left it, he left it there mm-hmm. but he's doing essentially what a parent should do yeah you know like yes you, you let your kids make their own decisions and you you let them make their own mistakes but you still there in their corner mm-hmm. especially when you see that they're trying yeah 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 so we end the scene right there we go to cliff and claire's room where it's nighttime and they start talking about the whole situation and the whole um the hershey thing and then claire brings up another person who i don't even know who she was talking about do you know who she was talking about like another person um, that also went bankrupt also. She brought up another Do you name. remember the name? I don't remember the name. Because it was like a name I've never heard of. Hershey, at least I knew who her, <laughs> Hershey Talk was. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to go back and, and look at the episode. And then maybe we can follow up. Because... Uh, but anyways. Who could she have been talking about? It was another person that also got bankrupt too. So mm, <laughs> it's just yeah. conversations about bankruptcy. Um. Anyways, so Theo comes in and he wants to talk. Um, and he he has a plan, so that 
the whole situation with Sandra doesn't happen again, where he basically, you know, asks for the money ahead of time and uses it for other things. You know what I mean? Like, if as if he went to college, but he'll use it for something else. Do you know what that reminded me of? What? The first episode of when he had that talk with Cliff mm-hmm. about what he was going to do with his life. Yeah. And, you know, outside of the dramatics of, you know, instead of uh, being mad at me for not being like you, you guys should accept me for who I am anyway, because I'm your son, you know. Uh, (laughs) He was all like, yeah, Sandra should have said something to you while she was still in school, (laughs) that she wasn't going to do this. So, you know what, I'm going to take the initiative and tell you guys now, I'm not going to college. Mm -hmm. So y'all could just give me the money that y'all was going to spend on my college tuition and let me live my life. Yeah. Now, Theo, Theo, where you messed up is that's not how it goes. And also choosing the most expensive college in the state or in the country and doing a chemistry major. Like, was he ever interested in chemistry? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think science was ever his thing. Like, yeah. Like, first of all, Theo, we're, we're still, you're still in this phase of not taking school seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, where, how far did you think you were going to go? Yeah. Sir, no, get it together. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so he chose Bennington College, and I was looking it up. Um, I don't know any updates now, but there was an article from 1988, apparently at the time was the most expensive school. <laughs> I don't know if it is now. What's the name of it? Bennington College. It's in Vermont. Let's look up the most expensive college in the U.S. I would think it would be like Princeton or like... That's what I would assume. But apparently in 1988, Bennington College was the most expensive um, college. But I feel like that wouldn't be the case now. Um, And... uh, with yeah he chose a chemistry major um you know and asked for book fees and lab fees um and he also included inflation and uh he put accident um, or incidentals and then cliff was like uh also put accidentals and like in total i believe the cost was um one hundred and twelve thousand and five hundred. that was the total that's Theo calculated, which is actually a lot of money. Um, my schooling wasn't that expensive even now in the in the 2010s. So, oh wow, yeah. So, but um, it's cheaper here in Canada compared to the states. That's probably the reason. <laughs> so I'm looking online. They said that in the pat in last school year for 20 to 21, the most expensive uh, school was Scripps College. And Scripps is the, uh, these are the people who uh, create the the list for the National Spelling Day. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm also saying that the most expensive colleges in America, number one, is University of Chicago. Uh, well, first of all, um, I mean, I knew they were expensive. You know, they're also they're they're a college and a hospital. Oh. Okay. Um, and the hospital is the more lucrative side of it all because they have different 
um, medical campuses. Um, and maybe like two school campuses. But I did not know that they were the most expensive. They're they're at like almost eighty thousand dollars. Is is eighty thousand a year or eighty thousand the whole thing? It's a it's a year, and uh, and that's the out of state cost. Oh my god! Yeah, you know I have a friend right now. She's in dentistry, uh, like she's currently in her second year. And she's paying twenty thousand a year, and right now she's like, "Oh my god, I'm in the most expensive, like, uh, major at the university." And that's literally like she's stressing about that right now. So it's like eighty thousand a year, like you have to be on scholarship, yeah, or you got to be working with within one of these buildings. Yeah. You you are earning your keep, whatever you're doing. You're earning your yeah. keep. Cause wow, wow. You, and you never went to university in Chicago, I'm assuming. I I never attended as a student. I have been a patient. Um, and when I was in high school, I had a summer job that turned into a fall job. Um, I was doing a radio show called Teen Talk Radio Theater. And we used to broadcast live at the, uh, at, at one of the buildings that is on the campus, which also happens to have the cafeteria there. Um, it was WHPK, but it broadcasted from 88.5 FM. And that's what we did. That was the location for where we broadcasted the radio show. I did that for about uh, maybe two, two, three years. It was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Crazy though, the University of Chicago is the most expensive. That's I was expecting Princeton or something. It like is, especially because like from <laughs> from being a resident of Chicago too, like this is in an area that is highly gentrified. Um because you're down the street from the hood, literally. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's smack dab in the middle of an urban upcoming gentrified area. Mm-hmm. Like it was already heavy on the urban and heavy on the upcoming. You know, like the residents were actually doing some stuff about making this a better place. Yeah. Um, and then they just started gentrifying left and right. Um, so I'm sure a lot of that is factored into that. But yeah, it's essentially in the hood. Crazy. Things up. Very. <laughs> okay. Like, if, I feel like if we were on like TV or something, we would need that star that says, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so we we learned we have learned that the University of Chicago is the most expensive college in the United States of America. That is mm, as of two thousand twenty-one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, as I said, so Theo is asking for a hundred thousand, basically a hundred and twelve thousand five hundred um, dollars. Um. 
and uh, you know um cliff was like well we'll give you the money if you uh get accepted to bennington college as a chemistry major um and theo's like um because he knows you can't do that <laughs> right like it's not gonna happen um, what did you think you were sir yeah and so then he's like okay let me make a deal uh let's let me take off 18 percent and um they were like no it's not happening <laughs> um so he his his pitch was not good enough for him to get money ahead of time uh for whatever reason that he needed the money for and see he also doesn't uh realize that like you know they weren't dealing with a yearly price mm-hmm. this 79,000 x y and z money in 22 cents is calculated for over four years mm-hmm. boy you you way out of your league <laughs> You are way out of your league. Please quit while you're ahead. And that's literally what Claire says. Uh, I, if I was you, I would get out of this room while I'm ahead and alive. Mm-hmm. And then Theo has the audacity to ask to, to borrow $3 for some pizza. <laughs> like, you better go run, ransack those couches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, three dollars for pizza. Oh, if, it, if only it was that simple. Mm-hmm. And so we end the episode there, and we actually have no guest stars for this episode. It was all the main cast. Um, and as I mentioned, Elvin, or I said Elvin, Jeffrey Owens joins the cast as Elvin, as now a regular cast member, and Lisa Bonet is no longer a, ma- a main cast member as she's on a different world. Um, mm-hmm. And a fun fact about this episode is the title for this, um, like for this episode, uh, is from Jack London's novel, The Call of the Wild, set in the 19th century Alaska, Alaska Territory. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew Call of the Wild sounded familiar, but I thought it was like a movie title. No. Um, it could, it could one be, thing. Though. One thing I've noticed is that, like, these people who worked on this show, they enjoyed lit- uh, literature. Mm-hmm. Um, Because that Shakespearean episode is yeah, just... Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it's in this season, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that episode. Mm-hmm. It, it was just... Uh, I'm nerding out. Let me, did let did me quit you study Shakespeare? Here. Or have you, like... Um, not intently as like, as far as like a concentration for my major, but I have read, I was, I was required to read some Shakespeare. I had to learn Romeo and Juliet, um, Henry VIII, Macbeth, and one more that I can't think of. Something. Yeah, in, in but, high school, we had to read Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. I had to get all the, the for dummies books and all the translating and, oh, goodness gracious. I'm like, they, y'all really talk like this back then? Like, mm-hmm. 
this sounds like y'all really had to think before y'all spoke. Because yeah. <laughs> goodness gracious. Yeah. And so uh, what do you think was the lesson for this episode? <laughs> um, the lesson for this episode is to follow your heart. Um, because again, like we are dealing with heavy expectations that were placed on on people and you know people uh, the parents learn that you can't be so hard on your kids for not doing what they want you to do especially now we're dealing with adult married adults now mm-hmm. you know so um you already couldn't really do anything while they were you know regular adults but now they're married so like they're basically on the same level as you they are in control in full control of their destiny yeah um but of course we all know that like parents just have our best interests at heart at the end of the day so you know compromise it's it's a give and take um but yeah follow your heart and i want to hear from the listeners if they've ever been in a situation like this with how you told your parents you want to do something different like i like for me i i went into school to do pharmacy and now i'm working in film Mm. so it's a totally different like and it was it was hard it was a hard decision to say that because i was it's one thing like for them like for sandra and ellen they didn't actually go they didn't even step one day one in the school for med and stuff for me i was taking all these courses already i was already engulfed in the in the science world. oh and then it was like and yeah then, i like but i wasn't happy so I, I decided i wanted to go into film so and now you're happy yes happy, you're happy busy, and you know i clap your hands <laughs> but period uh, booked and busy but i want to hear from the listeners have you been in this situation uh let me know at uh, black tv shows pod at uh using the hashtag call of the wild uh thank you again from co- coming on to the podcast i i always enjoy talking to you you want to let i love know? when we have our time to talk because i feel like nobody shares my love for this show as deeply as you do like uh-huh. i feel like we need to put an apv out for people who are like us like if you are like us reach out reach out to us you can find me on social media uh, on Twitter at I Love Them 90s, on Instagram at Dan Girl, you know everybody, and on TikTok at Shiny Showbiz. But no, for real, reach out to us, let us know. Maybe we can have a whole group. Um, I also think that you should reach out to the Hillman Files and oh. see if, if they will be down to, oh, yes. T- oh, to do something. About, we're talking about different worlds. We're just getting started. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'll help you. Oh. Yeah. So, for people that don't know, I will be doing. We're starting a different world, uh, because it's it air. The episodes air at the same time as the Cosby Show. So at the time that in of course in 1987. Um. So I'm, yeah. So now there will be a scheduling different where it will be once a week Cosby Show, once a week. A Yay! So, I yeah. love it. Yeah. I would love to talk about a different world with you because you know. I can go in on that too. Yeah, for sure. I'll be, you're going to be coming on more often because everyone's loving you on here. <laughs> oh, yay. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. 
see ya. Bye.